You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, River. Hi, Michelle. Um, I have my coffee. Do you have coffee? I had coffee. I drank all my coffee. I love that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so today is the first sort of week of November. Yeah. First weekend of November. Mm-hmm. And I think I read that there is a, is, I thought we were done with the eclipses or is there just another full moon coming in? It's, is it Scorpio or is it Aries? No, like, what is no, it? No, the astrology right now is just that there's like a, like Saturn was in retrograde. Oh, and that's that it. ends today. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I feel like everything is imploding lately. Like, I have friends who have lost jobs, who have broken up. Like, it just feels like a very tumultuous energy for folks out there, um, regardless if they are spiritual or not, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're open, if you're like, if you have a little bit of a portal to your own energy, I think it's just probably really important to notice any embodiment changes right like where you're feeling Mm -hmm. in your body and kind of writing down what is for you or what's coming up for you in these moments it's just Mm -hmm. I feel I felt a huge release come through me in the last couple of days it's just been very interesting energy Sam, I like, since yesterday, we were talking about this earlier, I had a therapy session yesterday that really helped me like process some things. And since then, I have just felt like a shift where I feel lighter. I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder. Um, And that's interesting because we are in a very heavy collective energy right now. There's so much going on in the world. And it feels like, like you're saying, like, I know people who are losing their jobs left and right and in unexpected completely sporadic ways um all kinds of things happening it's it's really people breaking up ending long relationships like there's a lot going on right now like collectively there is it's um it's just been fascinating and of course i have i've just been trying to stay in my present self like really staying present and really taking that Buddhist sort of energy of, I I can no longer fix what's in the past. Like there's a real, like a layer of skin that I have shed. Um, and maybe it's other Aquarians, maybe it's other air signs, things like that. I mean, it just feels like, and, and I'm still learning all these, these terms, like you're, you're an are you a fixed sign because you fall into earth but you don't also fall into cardinal and like I'm my chart is so (laughs) complex because I so my birthday is April 20th 420 I am right on the cusp I forget 420 420 baby who doesn't smoke it's hilarious I know um I I'm on the cusp of Aries and Taurus um 
And then my moon, so you have your big three in astrology, right? Like your sun, your moon, and your rising. Those are like the three big defining astrological markers. So I have an Aries, Taurus, cusp, sun, and then I'm a Cancer moon and a Scorpio rising. So my chart, and I have a lot of, there's a lot of Taurus in my chart. There's a lot of Scorpio in my chart. There's a lot of Aries in my chart. Like, my chart is complicated. So if you're <laughs> hearing from like an astrologer or something, you really have to take it from a sense of air, air, whatever, um, sun, moon, or rising, right? Yeah. Like you kind of, like you kind of have to hear it from like across the, the gamut, like, because you cross over so much, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if I look at like I don't really read horoscopes anymore for that reason because like yeah. the Taurus horoscope doesn't always resonate resonate for me yeah. because it's like I, I'm so much more than that astrologically speaking. Um, but really, it's like when it comes to astrology, I really have to pay attention to my own chart and like see where, like for example, Saturn being retrograde, like where does Saturn fall in my personal chart? So how does that affect me personally? I think, I think what, I think what I meant to take you down the road of when you're getting a tarot reading or you're doing a tarot for yourself and a card pops up that feels like it's water energy or you know how they kind of, some, you know, like how some readers um, have decks that are sort of like this hat, like it literally says like cancer or water or um, air or fire energy. Mm-hmm. Are you looking at the symbolism of just what the actual card represents, like two of cups or nine of wands? And you, because you know the meaning already, or are you listening for the subtleties of that reader and how that relates? Like when they say, I'm seeing fire energy, what does that mean to you? I does think make sense, or am I talking? Yeah, no, to- totally. But I think, okay, for, I think I'm like thinking how to answer it. I think for me, I think the astrology of a card only for me resonates if it's answering like a specific question. Gotcha. Does that make sense of like, if I were to ask a question like, oh, I have this person in my life and like, or asking like about a love reading, like who, what's the energy of the person coming in? And they were to be like, oh, it's a, it's an earth sign. Like then that would resonate for me or something like that. Or I'd be paying attention for the people in my life, like entering my life who were an earth sign. I have that energy. So I don't really pay attention necessarily to like the astrology of the tarot cards, unless it's trying to answer a specific question. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense for me. Yeah. That's, and that's kind of how I look at it too. I just was curious from Mm. her standpoint, because again, I'm just super curious and like more questions, but um, yeah, it's pretty fascinating. And you were talking about how your therapy, IFS, right? Internal family systems, which, you know, I'm learning about Yeah, like a soul retrieval. (laughs) Yes. Well, yesterday you said a soup retrieval and I was like, let's get some soup. <laughs> autocorrect, autocorrect for the win. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought I was some soup. I was like, do you have ramen in the house? You're like, I do have ramen. Like, I love how we go down. I'm like, I'm like, I'm making lobster bisque. Caden totally loved the lobster bisque. Butternut squash soup sounds real good right now. 
I know it's all it's all yummy coming into that internal internal family systems feels like (laughs) it felt like to me what I had experienced from a soul retrieval with the shaman and as I have experienced it more and more I actually said to my therapist yesterday at the end of our session um I said you know what we're doing here feels like a soul retrieval. And I can say that to her because she's also a spiritually minded person. Mm. And so I said that to her and she goes, yes. And I said, but it's different from a soul retrieval in that in a soul retrieval, a shaman goes in and does part of the work for you. And then you have homework on how to like integrate it and all of that. They retrieve the piece of your soul, bring it back to you do the integration afterwards. Right. Internal family systems, which is a model in counseling for working with the internal parts of yourself, um, requires you to do the work of speaking to the part and retrieving it. So it's different. And so I said to her, I was like, it's like a soul retrieval, but I have to do the work. And she was like, bingo. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. You're so right. Like, yes, that is what it is. And it was cool to see how, and she and I talked about this, about how there are some aspects in therapy that align with aspects of, of spirituality and cultural practices that we've moved away from that human beings have been doing for a very long time. So like the concept of soul retrieval and shamanism has been around for a very long time. Humans have been doing that for for generations, thousands of years. But science has caught up to it and given us a model to work with it in the therapy, therapeutic setting, counseling setting that makes sense to our modern science-based human brains. <laughs> yeah, that's so fascinating. The other, and I, I think it sounds, so when you're looking for a therapist who could focus on IFS, is there a specific place to go to look for them? Or is it about Googling IFS therapists near me and hoping that they take your insurance? Possibly. I don't, I don't, I already knew my therapist, um, like on a personal level before I started working with this person. So I already knew that they like kind of how they worked with things and we had a conversation about what they how they approach therapy um so I didn't have to look for it yeah. I already was kind of there I would say that if I were going to look for a therapist who does IFS internal family systems I would probably do a google search to see what's yeah. close to me look for a directory but then a lot of therapists may not actually list on their bio what exactly that they do in therapy like what their modalities of 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 counseling are. So I think it's important maybe to just reach out to people and find out how they interact with therapy. Like, are they strictly talk therapy? Do, are they doing EMDR or what are they doing? Brain spotting? Are they doing IFS? Like how do they approach therapy? Tapping. Yeah. (laughs) Tapping. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's like, um, it's important to almost kind of like shop for a therapist. (laughs) No, it's true. I, yeah, totally. I think it's one of those things 
so what's interesting about that IFS is um, just really kind of just maybe even calling the therapist and asking if they do it, if, if it's not yeah. on their bio, like pretty clear. Yeah. And, and I think it's a lot of people don't realize like with any type of self-care, medical care, like take time to find the right provider for you. Um, the first therapist you work with may not be a good fit for you exactly. and listen to yourself just because you're talking to a therapist doesn't mean that that's the therapist for you. Yeah. Um, and I've worked with a couple of different therapists and I've had things I've appreciated about every single one of them. But the therapist I'm working with now is the one who resonates the most for me in what it is that I need and what I'm looking for. Okay. So this is a good question to like lead into this. Like if we're talking about therapy and we're talking about our own personal development, there are times when that particular, maybe that first therapist that got you on the road, got you aware of things, kind of pushed you like, it's interesting because a therapist probably shouldn't be there for more than two years. Like you're kind of like on your growth trajectory, you should probably level up with your therapist too, or mm. things because one of the things that Zohar said on her podcast, you know, who I love do the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love I love that one. And she literally says hi to me every time she has a live. I just go, hi, sunshine. Aww, she, I love that. She's like, hi, Michelle. Sweetie. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I love that she talked about was she's like, she tried so many different types of therapy that she yeah. appreciates each and every therapist for getting her to where she needed to go. So I think. I think there are times in our life, and I'm being very, very kind to people right now, um, where therapy becomes a little easy and a little stagnant and a little static. And therefore, you look forward to therapy, but not for the reasons you might need to look forward to therapy. Does that yeah. And I will say this as someone who's prepping to go to grad school to become a therapist, a counselor, an art wow. therapist, um, and counselor, as someone who has utilized therapy and many modalities of therapy, I will say this for me, talk therapy is not the therapy that helped. It helped originally, right? It helped originally. No, oh, never did for you. Oh, it helped me originally. It, it, it never. It never felt like I was getting anywhere mm -hmm. because the time it took to talk, to get to the point where an actual issue would come through wasn't leaving me feeling like I had actually addressed the, the issue at a root problem, like at the, at the source, at the root. So how, so it, it, felt so how like, yeah. it felt like just fluff to me. Like it felt like small talk to me. Yeah. And it, it really can when you're not being yeah. other. And for now that's for me, that's for yeah, me. That's for you. That's exactly. Different for someone else. And so I, I think that's why I'm saying this is that I think it's important that when you're approaching your personal growth, that if something doesn't resonate for you and it doesn't feel like it's pushing you in a productive way, 
that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. And it just means that form of therapy is not the thing for you. Yeah. And so I mean, the, th the form of therapy that really worked for me mm -hmm. was sound therapy. Mm. That was the thing for me. <laughs> I got far more value out of sound therapy and float tanks and, and life coaching than I did with my talk therapist. It, so explain why, why does talk therapy literally not work for you other than the feeling of small talk? What is it? What are you looking? What's your intention when you actually are going to therapy? Like what's the, yeah, I think, I think it's having that and having an intention, obviously it's like therapy needs to be intent, not just like show up willy nilly and just hope the therapist is going to kind of lead you through. So what? So for me, I've always been a very self-aware person. I can tell you at any given time what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling, how I'm interacting with it. For me, having someone ask me questions about how I'm feeling doesn't help because I already know how I'm feeling. I want to get to the bottom of it. Why am I feeling that way? Why am I having this pattern? Why am I experiencing this thing in this way? And what do I do about it? I so that. I don't need, for me as a person, I don't need to help identifying how I'm feeling. Right. I need help identifying the root of it mm -hmm. and how to interact with it and process it. Mm -hmm. And so being asked questions like, how are you feeling this week? That doesn't cut it for me. That yeah, doesn't do totally. it for me. I want to come in and say, this is how I'm feeling. And this is what internal family systems does for me. I come into my therapist and I say, this is what I'm experiencing this week. Mm -hmm. This is the narrative I'm dealing with. These are the thoughts that are coming up. This is what I've, I'm feeling. I'm identifying this pattern. I'm identifying this issue, this thing that needs to be addressed. She says, great, let's figure out where that's coming from. I go into kind of, it's with IFS, you kind of like go into like a bit of a meditative state and you allow the parts of yourself that need to be heard to come up and be heard and seen. And so mm -hmm. I'll give an example. Yesterday, I went in with my nervous system completely mm -hmm. dysregulated. And I could not get, I could not get my nervous system regulated despite mm -hmm. my usual tools. I was having deep anxiety and fear and I was dysregulated and I, I was aware of it. I knew it. I couldn't get myself back to a regulated state despite journaling, despite breath work, despite all the things that normally it's funny because I'm like feeling tight as you're saying that it's so trippy. Like I had to just take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. It was so heavy. And it was like, okay, I walked in and I was like, this is what's going on for me. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm feeling. This is what's causing it. I need help getting myself back to a regulated, my nervous system back to a regulated state. I want to identify what the root of this is, where this is coming from, and then work through it. And mm -hmm. she was like, awesome. Let's see what needs to come up. Mm -hmm. Go into a meditative state. She guides me to the these fears um so it's like okay allowing the fear to come up and doesn't want to be talked to yes it wants to say something mm -hmm. what does it want to share and i find myself saying things that are so deep 
and so body stored that there's no way that just talking face to face, sitting there talking face to face, not in a meditative state, I would have ever have said that because it's so deep in the body. So the cool part that I'm hearing from you and tell me if I'm hearing this right is even an hour of IFS for you, like, cause talk therapy doesn't work and all that. Like you can come in focused on an element of what's happening for you, what you're feeling, what, what you're sitting, what, like you said, what I'm experiencing this week and actually come to a conclusion within that hour with, with some also minimal homework to sort of take you to that next little phase in that so that you can then be more regulated as you left. Like you say, you calm when you leave there, which a lot of people coming out of therapy or talk therapy um, don't necessarily feel calm because they're not really getting to the root. There's not an aha moment. So you're saying like IFS gives you these little sweet aha moments to take with you, but you feel like you've actually accomplished something, which is kind of important in our growth. Like, Oh God, thank you for acknowledging where this is sitting. Cause that like, I'm able to take that breath now because that I'm back in my body. And what happened was in the session, as we were working through letting these parts come up and speak and be heard, it took me back to some very deep childhood moments that needed to be looked at from a new lens. And the fear was associated with these childhood moments. And as those things were being processed, and I was internally working on it. I felt my body all of a sudden regulate itself like a snap of a finger. My oh. nervous system, mm. my nervous system immediately, immediately calms down. Mm. And I no longer felt anxiety, panic, any of those things that I couldn't, I couldn't get myself away from before. It immediately settled my entire body down. I was able to take deep breaths. Mm. And at the end of it, I, I opened my eyes. I came back into the room and she goes, how are you feeling now? And mm. I looked at her and I said, I'm fucking hungry. Because <laughs> you're back in your body. like Because yeah, I was back in my body and, and I had to at- all day because of the anxiety. Because like- of the cortisol in your body. just You're just fight or flight at that moment. Yeah. And so I hadn't been able to eat all day because I was my, I was so dysregulated that I couldn't make myself sit down and eat a good meal. And I was like, I'm fucking hungry. And she goes, awesome. You should go get a burger or something. (laughs) I was like, yes, I went home and I made a great lunch. So for me, it's like talk therapy always left me feeling almost, almost more dysregulated than when I came in Yeah, because there was never enough time. Hmm in talking to get to the thing that needed to be heard and addressed. I'm going to look into the IFS thing. I'm now I'm more just curious about it, but I feel like, I feel like I would really like it and benefit from it. I think most people would, I think it's a, it's a very helpful model of counseling. I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, you, you've definitely have talked enough about it with me over the last month again. And yeah, I think it's something that because I like the somatic, I like the EMDR because I was able to close a cycle of a childhood moment and sit in that pain for that one hour. And that actually freed me more so than like a year of talk therapy. 
Well, remember in our episode with the lesbian curiosity coach? Yeah. She mentioned in working with, as a therapist, working with longtime clients that she was seeing people have quicker and better results in, in her coaching programs yep. than people that she had worked with in therapy for 15 plus years. Yeah. That 12 as program someone, as opposed yeah, to. Mm-hmm. And as someone who is working as a life coach now yep. and has been in therapy and uses life coaching myself, <clears throat> I will say this. I think that the intention behind using these tools should be results for yourself Mm -hmm. and it feels productive and it feels like you're getting somewhere. And so if the therapy modality that you're using doesn't make you feel like you are getting somewhere, that may not be the right modality for you. It's interesting because I just Googled like, um, why does talk therapy not work? You googled that <laughs> so I did I just googled it just just uh, that's how I start like when I start when I get curious right so yeah. and it says when the brain has been through any traumatic changes resulting in like a PTSD anxiety depression or other mood disorders the top-down approaches are often not wholly effective because as trauma alters beliefs ha- and affected informational systems here this saying prompting a patient to use a rational approach is often unsuccessful. That makes so much sense. Like has survived trauma. Yeah. Especially particularly speaking to trauma survivors. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of us have grown up having to people please. And we are exceptionally good Uh at speaking in a way that doesn't open us up vulnerably. Oh my God. It's as if we're faking ourselves out in that. We're acting. We're We're acting. acting We're performing. We're performing. Therapist. Cause we don't want to disappoint the therapist now. Exactly. Exactly. Fuck. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So if you're not able to bring yourself to a vulnerable space, uh-huh. you can't get the work done. And even if you feel safe with this person, cause you're like, they're a there in your mind, they're a therapist, but it's funny. Cause I say that they're my dad, they're my mom, they're my aunt, well, like whoever that is. Right. Like in my mind, I'm saying to my, my brain is saying, of course they're safe. These people are supposed to be safe. And that's not true. And not that the therapist is unsafe. It's just that that type of therapy won't close out a cycle. It might actually like promote it a little bit more or feed into those old traumatic wounds that of course we feel like it feels normal because we're used to being, oh, do you like, I see your mind being blown right now. <laughs> it just clicked in. Like sometimes it, it, sometimes it takes me a few, but you know, I get there. Yeah. And, and that's so, so true. And that was been, that's been true of my experience in that the way that I grew up in a cult 
I was so good at performing mm-hmm. to avoid being hurt, um, to be accepted. And so for me, being truly seen wasn't safe. Mm-hmm. And so even in talk, so in talk therapy, it was like, I can talk and talk and talk and tell you all kinds of things. But at the end of the session, have we actually gotten vulnerable and deep river out of it? No, you haven't. Uh, this is eye opening. It's stored in my body mm-hmm. and I need something besides talking to get it moving and up and out of my body. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I'm making notes. Yeah. That's why for me, like sound therapy, sound therapy immediately takes me to a space where I'm all internal and I, there's no talking, there's no talking. I have to sit with myself. And so, so much comes up in that meditative state and it forces me to confront myself in that space. And to me, that feels more productive than talking. You know, it's, it's cool to have friends in your life now. Like I look for things like this, like one of my friends, um, who, who lives for nature, like I do. Mm -hmm. And she recognized yesterday that she hadn't been out in nature by herself in a while because she leads hikes or she takes a friend because they, she knows they need it. And, and she always benefits. You know, we always, we all benefit from that. Yeah. But it had been a while since she had sort of a solo inward. And, and because of this energy going on right now, when she told me that, I said, I'm really proud of you because first she's an earth sign. So getting mm-hmm. back outside, as you know, is so crucial. But then on top of it, like just her knowing herself and, you know, I just said, well, just at least let a few of us know kind of where you're going to be just so um, in case yeah. forbid anything happens, but <laughs> yeah. you know, she, she's great. Like you, like we're all good solo on our own, but we, we need to tell somebody something, right. It's yeah. not, it's not because we don't trust ourselves or people need to keep an eye on us. It's more just like, Hey, safety first type of thing. But totally. yeah, I'm so proud. And, and she posted a little video and I was like, look at her. She's just so happy, you know, being out there by herself and, It's just amazing what that quiet, whether you choose a um, whatever modality, like you said, sound therapy or jumping in one of those, um, those baths that I, I did like the float tank, which I totally will do again, but I'm kind of actually like the sound therapy more than I'm finding when I want to regulate myself. I'll do, um, I'll set my watch timer for 15 minutes, go on, do not disturb and put like a Tibetan monks chant or bells. Or yesterday I actually tried something new. I went for like these lower frequencies that are Mm. supposed to like tap into like other parts of the brain and Mm. healing and stuff. And I was like, I, I only knew like the nine that I'd sort of Googled before, like uh, for chakra stuff, but this was really cool. And I, I went right into my third eye and I started smiling. Like it's the funny, it's so interesting for me still, because it's still very new, but Mm -hmm. when I start and I'm seeing like, 
like you can see the space visual thing behind me right now. Like I have like yeah, a, your background on Zoom is <laughs> the space. So like my 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 uh thing my my it went away. My third eye went from the gold tones to this light blue tones, and mm. I was seeing things come in and out again. They sort of float around me, but there was like shapes, like some like one of one of my spirits or in my third eye, I saw hearts. I saw shape like for the first time and I just start to smile. I'm like, and I literally said out loud, I could, I could, cause I, you know, I'm with myself only, you know? So I'm like, oh my God, I love, I go, yes, bring more of this. Like I was like talking, you know, to myself over it, but I felt so rejuvenated after a 15, like 10 or 15 minutes. What I think I did 15 minutes is usually my typical, like just a little power nap, but yeah. I didn't actually go to sleep this time. I wanted to like stay you know, awake. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, so for me with a a lot of earth, like the Taurus in my chart, when I need to regulate, I have to go to nature. Like nature is my best spot for regulating and like getting bare feet on the ground for me, like earthing grounding is so needed. But then when it's like, I want to meditate and get to the space where I'm having visions or I'm speaking with internal self, there's so much water in my chart, like Cancer Moon, Scorpio Rising, that I need to go be in or near water. So float tanks for me, when I float in float tanks, I have wild visions. Like it immediately takes me to that third eye space. Like the second I touch water, if I sit next to a river, yeah, I'm right there. It's right there for me. It's yeah. so wild. Kaden has been asking to go up to nature for a little bit. I think she misses that Portland energy as well. And she's a Virgo. So mm-hmm. I love because she typically doesn't ask. And now she's asking and I'm like, hell yeah. So yes. uh, funny enough, a, a beautiful hike found me on Instagram, right? How like, I mean, I follow people who hike and stuff, but it's this place only two hours away and the fall foliage mm-hmm. is changing and like the little creeks and river. And I said, should we drop off the dog? You know? And she's like, no, let's take Cooper with us. He needs it too. And yeah. so I was like, okay. So tomorrow I said, it's only a two hour drive. So it's not too far. It's just enough, like of a drive yeah. to feel like yeah. you're out of the city a little bit, but yeah. um, so we're going to do that tomorrow. And I think that'll be, this is, that is why I love when parents learn about their kids astrology and like their human design, because I know for me, like knowing that my kids are a Virgo and a Cancer and knowing their charts and then knowing their human design type, I know how to help them regulate and I know what tools they need to regulate. And and it's it's so wildly different between the two of them. What one needs is the complete opposite of what the other needs. And so like my little Virgo, it's like if he's dysregulated, I need to take him for a walk he needs he needs to grab a crystal bracelet and he does like he has a huge stack of crystal bracelets he loves them um he needs to be outside and he needs to be doing something as a generator he needs to be using up his energy usually if he's frustrated it's because he's feeling stagnant so he needs to be outside doing something that lights him up (laughs) so i'm that kind of resonates for me (laughs) yeah as a generator and i'm like okay that's what he needs to regulate and to be in his good space. And then it's like my little, my little cancer manifester cancer is a water sign. And it's like, she needs when she's dysregulated, she needs a hot shower. 
she needs quiet time. Mm, she needs, she needs rest. She needs a lot of rest and she needs creativity. So when she's dysregulated, I'm like, take this gogurt because she loves gogurts. Take this gogurt and go get in the hot shower. And she does. And it's an immediate mood changer for her. Mm, or that. it's like after school, I can see that you need to rest because you've been using your brain so much. Take your tablet, go to your room with a cozy blanket. I'm going to bring you a snack tray and I want you just to rest for an hour. Mm -hmm. And she does. And it fills her back up. So like as a parent, knowing your kids, your kids chart and their human design can help you parent them better. Oh, it's made the biggest difference because today I know like, and this is why I got our flu shots and I got a booster for myself. Um, she had, she had hers a little back, but we, I did all on Friday afternoon knowing that she would just want to chillax today, like just relax. And in case also, I didn't want to plan anything major today in case we both felt kind of crummy. Right. Yeah. So I just looked over, I go, I go, you know, I just reiterated, Hey, you know how you had that great idea? Cause projectors love to know it's their idea. Totally. It is. It's so cute. And she's like, yeah, she's like leaning into me. I go, so I found a really cool hike, not too far, like some nature that we can literally drive up and see a waterfall and, um, and just go play, play out in the trees. And you can just feel like you can be any animal you want, like, and just go and run. And like, we can, we can make things and stuff like that. So she was actually really excited. She goes, but today just totally chill. I go, yep. Today, hundred percent. We're going to chill at I made yummy food. Like we're all good. Like we have all of our stuff. And so it's like giving her the permission today to just do art or, you know, it's, but you're right. It's, but it makes, it makes it so much easier, especially when you are then a single parent, because, and it's fun because I've been sort of teaching Carrie a little bit about her needs and sending her little articles on our little projector and you know, and so I hope, I hope it's been helping her a little bit too, even though their dynamic is totally different as you know, how it is with different parents. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, that's all we will say on that today, but, yes. you know, like, <laughs> but that's no, it is, it is, <laughs> it, it is really like, it's so sweet, so intentional and, um, look, it's 1114, but one, 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 I see on the clock. One, one. One, one, I, oh, I love that. Um, and it's literally one, one or 11, 11 on my clock over here. <laughs> that's funny in your car, in my car. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's funny. So it's a few minutes behind, but that's funny that it's one yeah. 11, 11 there. Um, but yeah, I think this intentional parenting thing is amazing because I, I sent you some photos of her with the choir and, um, cause you do choir. So I just thought, of yes, course, and I love seeing that. Yeah. And everybody loved that picture of her that I took at the end, you know, where she's like with the flowers that Carrie's boyfriend actually brought for her, which is really sweet. And I sat next to him and I, oh my God, we took a selfie and sent it to Carrie cause she was on a work trip and she's Aww. like, I love this, but so I'm just, you know, I know she was so happy to see both of us sitting next to each other. She didn't have to feel like I wasn't sitting elsewhere for whatever. Like I didn't put any, anything on her in that moment. Yeah. And boy, yeah. I mean, she continues to thrive when we take an approach of what's best for Caden first. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so interesting because this week speaking to that, like with co-parenting, 
this week I invited my kid's dad to come trick-or-treating with us because I have the kids Sunday evening through Thursday evening. And so Halloween following on a weekday, two years in a row, he hasn't, he didn't have Halloween with them last year. And I just felt like, you know, I don't want him to have to miss out on some of these things. Um, I invited him to come with us. And was it difficult for me? Absolutely. Is it hard for me to be around him because of our dynamics and relationship? Yes. But being the person I am, I'm able to put that aside, compartmentalize that and put the kids first. And they loved, they loved that we went and did something as a family together and made that memory. They know their dad and I are not getting back together, but having both of their parents there with them, made that such a better experience for you, them. You literally healed for them in that moment. You healed, you know, ancestral, you know, shit. Um, hundreds of oh years of ancestral As a stuff. kid, like I will speak to that, like as a kid whose parents didn't put them first, what a beautiful gift to be able to give our kids yeah. to know that no matter what their parents, whether they're together or not, whether they have beef or not, are putting them first, choosing them first. What a game changer. I know because at the end, um, you know, uh, her boyfriend drove off and I think he said, do you guys want to ride? But Katie and I were just knee deep in conversation already on the walk back to my place, which is close by um, of the performance. And we had the most fun walk back and just Mm -hmm. being, yeah, I just was like gushing over her and her whole, you know, choir and how much work they must've put in. And, and she just, I mean, we, it was just so fun and so enjoyable. And then of course I gave her a little downtime because as you know, just kids need that in general. They just can't like, yeah come back in from a performance, like that energy. <laughs> Cause I remember that, like when I used to do comedy or warm up TV shows and like any type of thing, even after like tennis playing, you know, a tennis tournament, like you're kind of amped on stuff. Yeah. Your, your energy is high. Yeah. I'm not just going to say, okay, now go to bed. Like, yeah. Oh no, no, no. You can't just do that. <laughs> yeah. So giving her that again, but it's like, because I'm taking the time to learn what's best for her. It's so freaking cool. Um, you sent a cool video and it was, it was so interesting the way that this guy worded things. I'm kind of changing. I'm just kind of like pivoting here. Cause I thought, pivot. Ooh, I love you saying, let's see if we can harmonize it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if I was good in that moment. I that think that was a friend's reference, by the way. Did you know oh yeah, no, right? with the pivot with the couch. Pivot, but he's like pivot. pivot. <laughs> and they all die laughing. Do you remember? I mean, they were like, it was like <laughs> not in what they they left it in. It should have been bloopered because yeah. Jennifer Aniston and of course R.I.P. You know, uh Matthew Perry. Um, he they were literally losing it. The, <laughs> And David Schwimmer is just like, pivot. 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 Okay, so we're pivoting for any of those people who love friends. um, Because there's a lot of videos around going now with friends all over the place. So but I love that this guy and I wrote down what he said, because I felt like it, it can apply to so many things. And 
This is the Instagram video I sent you, right? Totally. And it was any person can love you. And I'm probably going to mess it up a little bit, but like anyone can love you. They can show you emotions and give back to you. Love presents a chance for consistent, caring love. And anyone can say they want the best out of you or that they can make you that, you know, they can basically make you self-conscious and they can make you feel almost any feeling across, but is it really like the love that you want for yourself? Like, it's like, he's like, my point is anybody can love you, but not many people can love you consistently when times are hard, um, where it requires self-discipline and boundaries. So it's not whether or not this person has a love for you, but is it is the relationship or is it a love that's based off of his or her emotions, right? Or it's, not about whether or not that that human has the capacity to love you, but are they loving you the way that you yourself and the way you need to be loved river is different the way that I need to be loved and in a relationship, of course, like are they everyone can have love for someone, right? How does that love show up? Correct. How does that love show up? Because I'm not going to sit here and say that my kid's dad didn't love me. Right. I knew he loved me. Yeah. I knew he he wouldn't have asked me to marry him if he didn't love me. Right. But the way that his love showed up. Yep. It didn't show up. Right. Because despite loving me, he still chose to cheat on me constantly. Yeah. And have his actions show up in a way that were not loving actions. Yeah. There was no consistency. There was no holding space. So the way that someone shows their love and how it shows up for you speaks volume about who they are as a person. Yeah. And I think that we, I mean, a lot of times speaking to relationships, a lot of times people hesitate to leave a relationship because, well, this person loves me. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's great. That's great. But how does their love show up for you? Mm-hmm. Do you feel truly deeply loved? Do you feel seen? Right. Do you feel like your needs are being met? If the answer is no, well, that's great that they say that they love you. But are you being well loved? No, you're not. So fascinating. Are you taking notes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I really am. No, I just. <laughs> I'm taking notes so that I kind of remember when I'm writing the show notes of things mm-hmm. that articles that I might want to share in the show notes for people. Yeah. So I've started yeah. doing that because otherwise I have to like, I've been, otherwise I listen to the whole thing or I just kind of paraphrase what the whole scope of it is. But I want to, yeah. I want to do better with regards to providing more content for our mm-hmm. listeners to like, be able to be curious if they're curious themselves. Yeah. It, it is interesting because I mean, I just did a whole solo cast on how I know I can love. Right. Which I loved so much. Thank you. And um, it's just interesting because it's true. Like I'm not the person I was two years ago and what I'm asked, like t- this morning, you and I were literally just talking about like, oh, we need to change our, what we want. Like, because as we grow, okay. If like, let's talk to the single girls right now. Right. 
And, yeah. And we, and hopefully I, I'm, I'm, assu- I'm going to assume who those are folks who are following us and are, are on their own journey and they are awoke, they are awoken, awake, awakening, and they are um, divine feminines in their own right. Right. Like these folks. Yeah. So, you're on a I'm growth thinking, journey on a growth yeah, journey. I'm, exactly. I'm thinking that there are a bunch of like-minded, cool chicks that are following. So mm-hmm. one thing that I'm, that we were realizing today is the, the list that we created a year ago, our requirements, our non-negotiables, or even the letter that we've written ourselves from the POV of who we want who our, our future life mate would be, right? Um, or even the letter we wrote to ourselves because, um, and and we and maybe I have that, I think, from Bailey. And maybe we can share mm-hmm. that. I'll ask, maybe we'll ask Bailey if we can share a piece of that to show, because mm-hmm. I think she gives such a good guided, um, intentional place to start for people who yeah. might know where to start or, where this is resonating from, but I kind of feel like, yeah, it's time to rebirth because that's what this month is. It's a rebirth. I think that's what I'm, I was trying to say earlier in the sense of there's so much going on out there, but at the end of the day, this energy is about a rebirth for all of us because that two-year cycle closed and it didn't have anything to do with it. It was a moon chart. It was the moon eclipse and, and you know, that kind of stuff chart. It wasn't necessarily based on specific um, mm-hmm. astro- astrology. So now it's like a rebirth. And also through the holidays, I feel. I was just going to say winter. We're, I mean, if we speak to seasonally, yes. like following lunar cycles and seasonal patterns, like winter is a time to dig deep to let things die, to go deep inside and relax and sit with yourself so that in the spring we can be rebirthed. Yeah. So that all of our beautiful leaves can grow back. Yeah. This is, this is the period where it's like the roots, like you don't see the activity that's happening below the surface of, of our planet, right? You don't and see I, what's I, happening on the soil, but the roots are there. They're waiting. Right. And I like taking it even from a point of view, like we were talking about soup earlier. Like this is also a time to like nourish from inside. Yeah. Not yeah. only to take yourself and withdraw a little bit. Cause like I said, in my um, podcast, like I literally am the most extroverted hermit these days. And, and that's totally okay. And, um, and I'm good. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm happy. Like I'm, I have a, I have a pep in my step and I am excited for this rebirth and for digging in and now kind of taking that breath and realizing how it's, how we need to, as, as a single gal, right? Like if I'm talking to the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. I'm sure Beyonce <laughs> is a star seed, so it's okay. And um, no, I think, uh, yeah, re- looking at those non-negotiables and requirements that you created a year or two years or 10 years ago, like it doesn't matter. Like when I look back at the ones I created in my 20s and now what I've created, like it's a whole new list, but I think, I think it's time to redo that and 
taking that time yeah. and being intentional and making sure that you're not spread thin that day, but taking a time to like give yourself whatever time frame you need, but staying ultra present. And I think it's really important. You don't, you're not necessarily creating the list to fit somebody specifically. I think it's really important to create the list that fits you and where you are right now and giving yourself permission to want whatever it is you need to want and show up with that intention. And the manifestation above and beyond that is saying to yourself, I'm already that person. It's a cool moment. (laughs) It's a cool moment when you get to a space where you are so solid on what it is that you want and you need. Yep. That you can look at a human being sitting a foot away from you Mm -hmm. that you thought was everything that you wanted and look at them and hear them speak and see who they are and truly see them and be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You do not fit the bill. (laughs) Next. (laughs) And And that is such a powerful space to be. And and I say that as someone who just had that experience today. (laughs) Um, Choosing yourself. And your list being non-negotiable. Well, because I think when you get to a place and I, I was, I was commending you this morning because I was like, holy shit, you need to make a new list because uh, you yourself is numero uno these days and you are a giver. You need another giver, right? Like you really need no more takey, no more takey wakey. You need and a I specifically giver. need a giver who is a healthy giver and and we've said before you do not need to be perfectly healed to be in a relationship no absolutely not healing is a lifelong journey yep but you do have to be at a certain level of self-awareness and capacity to hold space for other people in order to be a healthy giver in a relationship yes being in a relationship being or if you're if you are a single girl and we're talking to you um recognizing your worth and your value and going out. If you're going out on dates, I commend you. If you are on dating apps, fantastic. Really putting yourself at the forefront and not thinking how that person's going to fit into your life in the sense of potential, but fitting, fitting into your life because whoa, I never thought like that perspective is cool. Whoa. I never, I always wanted to go there. Cool. Let's do it. Oh, wow. I never like having someone give you a couple of ahas instead of all the butterflies. I rather have ahas than butterflies. And, and who are they right now Mm -hmm. as a person Mm -hmm. versus the potential that you see in them? And that's just because you cannot date all. We all go to the potential, don't we? We all, because we're very active imaginations. Mm -hmm. You can see a future them that you like, but do you like who they are right now in this moment? 
Well, if and you find and, yourself thinking, I don't like who they are in this moment, it's they're your no. It's okay because no. they're just not your person. Yeah. So good job on yeah. you. You figured it out <laughs> and you're not wasting anyone's time. Move along. <laughs> what what is that song? Thank you next. Thank you next. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Next. <laughs> uh-huh. That'll be our new mantra. Um, no, I just think it's it's God, it's just fascinating when you're thinking about it on this level of like, like you said, can they meet me now? That's all that really is. It's not, it's actually not a very hard question. Are they emotionally available for me now? I'm not talking 20 years from now where, you know, you've built a life and all the things I'm saying like, and I'm not even looking back two, three months from now. I mean, it's, does this person meet me where I'm at and do they excite me in the way that emotionally, mentally, like they're pulling cool stuff out of me. And furthermore, this one's a big one for me. How does my nervous system feel when I'm with that? Yeah. Am I fully regulated? Yeah. Are they triggering me in some way? Do I start feeling anxious in some way? Do I feel able to be myself with them? Mm -hmm. Or am I wearing a mask around this person even right off the bat? So if we're talking to the single girls and let's call it intentional dating. But I mean, I hate the word dating though, too. Is there a better word for intentional connections? I mean, I, I, I feel like when people hear intentional connections, they automatically go to like sex for some oh, reason. Okay. I feel like that kind of connotates that it's, yeah. it's hard. Cause it's like, am I, I'm in the space where would I like to have a partner? Yes. Am I being intentional about that? Yes. Am I out there doing a bunch of dating? No. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so dating, I have a hard time with the word dating too. Cause it's like dating for me, like brings up like, Hey, every weekend I'm going on a date Friday night. I'm going to date Saturday night. I'm like talking to all these people and going through the motions and, right. and you know, meeting all these people. So like, I'm not doing that either. So what I'm trying to think of like what we can say, like, is there, is it just heart open and working on ourselves? Like just staying yeah. hard open. Like I'm just we're we're hard just, open. Yeah. We're just hard open. Yeah. Like, yeah. like whatever's supposed to have, like we trust the fact that the universe has our back and we trust our, our, our newfound love for ourself. Our self love is, is, you know, what are those little things called that the spirit, some of the spiritual people use those little sticks, oh, like the dousing ones, the dousing ones. Yeah. It's like, is that a yes? <laughs> Or is it a no? Cross this way for yes. Go uh-huh. this way for no. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind and of it's, like we like our own internal wands. Yeah. And I'm like, I find myself, I am not actively seeking out to date people. Right. Me either. But I am consciously aware of the people coming into my field. Yes. And the people that are around me. So like even by the grocery store. Yeah. I had this, I had this moment happen a couple of weeks ago. It was so okay. cute. I was at the dollar store getting some supplies for something. I can't remember. It was the dollar store. And I was in the aisle that had like uh, the toilet paper and the tissues and stuff like that. And there was this really attractive man in that same aisle. 
getting some cooking stuff and we kind of made eye contact and I was like oh he's tall and dark haired and tattooed and cute and I was like oh he's cute and then I went to the checkout line and he got in the checkout line behind me Mm. and I was just very aware that he was aware of me Mm. I could feel he was paying attention like he was checking me out he ended up going to the next register because the next register opened because there was a long line and he kept looking back at me and making Mm. eye contact and like again, nothing was said. He was thinking, I'm getting out of here first. He was like, I picked the right energy. line. He was like, he was like, this girl's cute. He's checking me uh-huh. out. And then he went out and it looked like, like he sat in his truck. I could see through the windows of the store. He sat in his truck and was like waiting and like watching to see if I was gonna come out. And that might sound a little bit creepy, but like there was this energy of like someone was noticing me and mm. I was aware of it. And it was kind of cute and flirty a little bit. And then he laughed and it was like, whatever. But I'm in that space where I'm like paying attention to what's happening around me and how people's energies are interacting with mine. And they're like, you can feel the way that they're engaging towards you, how they're noticing you, what their intentions are. And so I'm just in this space where I'm noticing the people in my field, paying attention to how it feels to me what my body's reacting to, like, oh, I think that person's attractive out of the corner of my eye, paying attention to these things. So I am just aware so that when maybe I run into someone and it feels like a good opportunity to start conversation organically, you never know. You might meet someone in the post office that becomes your soulmate. You never know. I know. And like, that's part of it for me where it's like, I'm not, I'm not out looking for dates. I'm not actively dating but I'm aware of what's in my field. I like that. So if I don't go out at all, am I aware? <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> No, I do. I am out in the world, of course. But I'm like, if I just stay at home with my out. soup, with my soup I at just home. Make my soup at home. I just want to eat my soup at home. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, it's not even like I just am. So one of my friends, and she may hear this, but it was funny. She goes, she texted me, do you remember me? <laughs> like, and I said, um, you're hard to forget. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my God, people are funny, but it's, it's like, <laughs> but those are my responses these days. It's just like, well, yeah, you're hard to forget. Like, where do I go with that? I mean, what do you say to that? Like, I don't know. Of course I remember you. You're yes, I remember you. Are, have we talked in a while? No. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. We just haven't talked in a while, but of course. Does I it mean something? Not necessarily. <laughs> Not at all. Well, it's cute because my one of my best friends, Tanya, she texted me yesterday. She's like, how are you? And I go, I go, I've just honestly been busy. And I just listed a bunch of stuff. She goes, oh, you really, like really busy. I go, yeah, it's true. I'd, I go, I honestly just haven't been doing much and just been focused on myself and Caden and just the pod, you know, doing the podcast Yeah, and yeah. just like really going, she's just not used to me being that way, but she was mm-hmm. so cute, so supportive. I'm like, we need, we need a, a night for each other and, you know, go play pickleball or something. So I think that's important though, too, that people do that and reach out and remind us that that's important as well. Cause I will say I have the same thing happen with my friends, one of my guy friends. Um, he was telling me about how he went to a party on Halloween week, the weekend before Halloween. And he was like, you should have come. And I was like, well, you know, honestly, I don't get invited to parties. Like I just, most of my friends are married couples. And since 
my divorce process, I honestly just don't get invited to many social events Yeah, with my married friends. It's just one of those things that happen. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay with that. It's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Um, because I know it's not like it choosing sides or right. ill intention or worried right. about their men or anything like that. It's just, I think a lot of couples assume that as a single person, you don't want to hang out with a lot of married couples. Yeah. Um, and maybe a lot of singles don't, but that doesn't bother me. But yeah. anyways, yeah. my friend, he was like, you know, it's really important that you make time to socialize because you're always so busy. You're working so much on the weekends. He's like, we never see you out doing things. And I was like, yeah, that's so true. I just feel like as a single mom, I just don't have the space. And he's like, well, sometimes you have to be intentional about making the space. Mm-hmm. And he was so sweet because now he's planning a dinner party next weekend solely with the intent for me to socialize with other human beings and just hang out and have a good time and he's cooking for all of us like five or six people in his house and he's like let's do this let's socialize and like bring cards against humanity and let's just like play and have a great time and so I get to do that next weekend and I'm so excited about it oh I think that's really really that was really sweet of him I mean yeah so sweet I love that for you no I think it's it is, but you know why? Because it's interesting because I typically am the one to always reach out to everybody. And when I all of a sudden just pull back my energy for a for a period of time, because it's pretty significant. Whoa, what's yeah, going on, Michelle? Well, yeah, that's why I'm getting like, do you remember me? How are you? Like my friend, my other really close friend in LA, she reached out to me and is like, are you okay? You know, like, just checking in on you, what you doing, you know, it's funny how that all happens, but it is nice. Like you said, it's a nice reminder that, oh, it's good. If I, if I were to be dead in my, you know, house for a few weeks, people would finally find me. Yeah. People would be like, uh, well, Cooper obviously would probably let people know, but he'd be barking or something like, Hey, (laughs) she's a dead. (laughs) Just kidding. She's a goner. Cooper would let the world know. Hayden, enjoy enjoy your million dollar life insurance policy. (laughs) (laughs) I always think that, like, I literally have done so much in my life. I I swear I'm not afraid of death. Like, because, and I know my kid is totally taken care of because my mom's still alive and Mary Jean is still alive. And I happen to just eat it that they are, that she is a hundred, I mean, she'll miss, you know, she'll miss me all the emotional stuff of it, but she'll be very well taken care of. I'm not afraid of death. I, the only thing that makes me sad about the idea of myself being gone is for my kids, because Mm -hmm. my kids and I are so emotionally connected. I'm their emotional safe person that the idea of them not having me around anymore breaks my heart because I know it would be heartbreaking for them. Mm-hmm. but that's I'm like I'm not afraid of death I mean you know so many people are afraid of death and I've been around it I've I sat with my grandparents two of my grandparents when they passed away like death does not scare me it's just part of the journey um I'm just not ready for it yet because I have small little babies <laughs> mm-hmm. no totally well this has been a fun conversation <laughs> We addressed so many different things and I love how our conversations flow. I know they are fun. I mean, we kind of come in with a few little notes of like what we'd like to talk about, but just so you know, people, this is just who we are. We are just living out loud. Well, and we really are living out loud. Um, And 
I think, you know, I'm looking forward. I have a couple of folks who are trying to give me some dates, um, guests who are giving me some dates for Saturdays to record. It's 11, cool. it's 1144 on my clock right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we'll have a few guests coming up, but it's because of the holiday season, like a lot of people are going to be gone. So I know it's going to just be you and I for a bit, but um, I'm definitely getting folks on our books so that we can yeah. have some more guests and we're just trying to be mindful and not, I don't want anyone to ever feel pressured into being a guest. I want them to tell us what feels really good for them. Cause we get oh, the yeah. best out of them. Yeah, absolutely. It needs to feel organic and feel good. And like it's serving a good purpose. I know because January's coming and I really want to do I want to get a couple of people for lifestyle, wellness, um, new, like new chapters, things like that, that can just speak to um, the new year. Cause I'm, I hate resolutions and I want to always come up with other fun solutions that feel like you can create new year intentions yes. without it feeling like you're failing in the first week of a new year just because of the dumb word resolution. I think it's the dumbest word in the dictionary. Yeah. I don't like that concept either. It's like, what are your, what what it means? Like the word resolution is a beautiful word, but because it can involve resolution of war resolution of, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's the concept of, of setting these specific goals that are just so big that out the gate, you're never going to get them done. And then you're going to feel like shit about not doing it. And how the gyms are totally crowded those first three weeks. Like, it's so (laughs) stupid. Like just start today. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, just go for a walk today. Stop waiting for next Monday. Stop waiting for next Monday. Do it today. today. Just start today. Clean out the pantry, clean out your just get a head start and and end the year stronger so that you start the year stronger and that you know mentally emotionally and physically yeah <laughs> all right well i love you friend love you too you're the most fun <laughs> you're so fun oh, on you. you're so fun on a saturday <laughs> yeah you're actually fun on a Sunday and a Monday. Sunday, remember the song? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, love. Do you remember that? Is that just an 80s? Do you, yes. do you remember? Yes. Oh my God. I got to find it because it's so good. Oh my gosh. I don't I know if Caden's ever heard it. I got to play that. Saturday. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right love ya love you too Mwah. Mwah. if you enjoyed this episode today be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say baby sharing is caring <laughs>